Welcome to the Right Guys Podcast, where we have the balls to tell you the truth every day. And now your hosts, Josh Harling and Max McGuire. Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. It is Wednesday. My name is Max McGuire here with Mr. Producer Josh Hammerling. Two big stories to get to today. Ray Epps walks free. Well, he has probation, but he's not going to see the inside of a jail or a prison. Even though he was on the FBI's most wanted list. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to see the inside of a, of a prison cell. And mm-hmm. illegal aliens in uh, are being housed in a high school in Brooklyn, New York. Kids are going back to, uh, in that area, going back to distance learning, online learning. Mm-hmm. Um, also that the illegal aliens can live in their gymnasium. Because the oh. city's plan to have them live outside isn't tenable in a New York City winter. Oh. Um, so it's only supposed to be for a couple of days, but these things tend to go longer and longer. So we'll cover that on the back half. Um, but let's start with Ray Epps because wow. um, it's been pretty stunning to watch the media circle the wagons on this guy. The only January 6th rioter that the media defends and they defended him from the get-go. The only one ever to appear on the most wanted list and have the FBI originally declined to prosecute him. And then under intense public pressure, stemming from the widespread belief that he is a plant, government asset, government agent, FBI comes in with a slap on the wrist and the judge sentences him to no prison time just probation and see you next time go ahead josh what one one year yeah of probation a five i thought it was a five thousand dollar fine a five five right the maximum yep. in the case was something like fifty five thousand dollars or something wild yep um the kicker is, is that a lot of people that are currently jailed, they they weren't actually physically in the Capitol and been arrested and still in jail, mm-hmm. waiting trial. Yep. And it spent hundreds of thousands of dollars probably in their legal defense. Mm-hmm. Or they're in jail, prison, because they have no money and have no legal defense. That too. And Omar, or Omar Epps, right? The first name of them, I always... <laughs> Ray Epps. It's Omar. Omar, what? He's an actor, dude. Totally got lost there. But Ray Epps. Omar? What? Okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. I retract the previous statement about Omar Epps, and I mean Ray Epps. Oh, yeah. He's he's an actor. Yeah. He's he's the guy who was on a house. He was the black doctor. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, too. Not the same guy. Not the same dude. (laughs) (laughs) Came out totally funny, though. But just, you know. Just so we're clear. Yeah, um, not this dude. Not this guy. Not this dude. We're talking about Ray Epps. Ray Epps. This, this guy. Dude. All right. Continue. It's funny how the brain Continue. reverses. But anyway, he, <laughs> Ray Epps is standing outside telling people on video to go in, take over the Capitol, march on him now. He, he was uh, alleged to have been walking through the crowds just trying to stir people up. Not alleged. Long- we saw it. They have video. There's video, yeah. And he's out there, but you know, he, mm-hmm. he's stirring up the pot. He's getting people yep. fervent, right? We don't know who these people are up front because they really weren't there to begin with, right? If you watch the video, there's tons of people that end up making their way towards the fences that you're like, who yeah. the heck are these guys, right? Maybe they're all working together. We don't know, but he is actively like railing on the fence. People are pushing it over. It goes down and he starts screaming, go, yeah. Yeah. go, go, conquer. Right before they rush the barricade, he whispers in the one person's ear and like five seconds later that's when he goes now he has said publicly that he whispered in his ear don't go the problem is he then followed him so if if he if his argument now is that despite for two straight days him telling everyone he met we're storming the capitol Right on January 5th, January 6th, as he's walking around, yeah. he's telling everyone we're storming yeah. the Capitol. Anyone mm-hmm. who will listen to him, he's saying, yeah. our enemies are there, we're storming the Capitol. Then when it finally gets to the front line, he wants us to believe that he whispered, what he whispered in someone's ear was, don't storm the Capitol. 
and this guy completely ignored him. But then he was so he also Ramps also followed him, right? So yeah. the the claim that he said don't storm the Capitol rings very hollow when Ramps followed that up by storming the Capitol. I'm sorry, it's just, man. It's just stupid. I mean, all those laws that we, we pointed out in the earlier shows, what he could have been charged with, how much mm -hmm. he could have been fined, what he should have been facing. I don't think he ever sat in a jail cell, right, waiting his fate. I no. think he was granted um, uh, bail. Yep. So he was, he was walking free, still earning money, you know, yep. not paying for legal fees. And you and here's, the other, just... here's the other part of it. There was a part of the video where he is holding like a metal barricade, metal sign, piece of yeah. metal over his head, and he's moving it forward. Now, other people who had been sentenced, they were sentenced. And part of that part of their conviction was that they helped move the barricade. Like they just touched it. So they all got sent. They all got sentenced because they touched it. But he was also touching it. He's the only one who, who threw a barricade, threw a piece of metal. Who hasn't been charged? Only one that I know. Wow. Um, and wow. and he was one of many people to touch this piece of metal, and everyone else who touched it has been convicted or charged, and that's been an element of their charge and conviction. But he, no, 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 no. Hmm. Raps is one of the good ones. Oh, Raps is one of the good ones. Yeah. And what what I love is the media coverage because it's so obvious what they're trying to do here's the headline ray epps a target of target. january 6 conspiracy theory gets a year of probation for his capital riot role i love that the picture they use saying that it's a conspiracy theory to allege he was in on it is him whispering to the guy right before he rushes the barricade yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and basically when you see that the the bang bang the cause and response of him whispering to the guy and then the guy going a couple seconds later this whole narrative that ray epps is being falsely accused of being in on it is based purely on ray epps himself saying nope <laughs> that's it and the, government, and, and the government saying nope i believe him i believe him i believe him i believe him yeah gotta make total sense now this is unreal. under that logic. There has never been a government asset ever. <laughs> right? I mean, if this is the logic, there are no government assets. There are no government informants. There are no undercover agents, undercover officers. There's none of that because if you ask them, "Are you this?" and they say, "Nope," oh, it's a conspiracy theory to think otherwise. Right. And Max, when he did this stuff, he never tried to hide it. Right? It's not like he was trying to avoid the cameras when this stuff was going on. He was front and center. Don't made yeah. me think that it's like, like come here, come here, cameras. You, why would you do that if you're really come trying to be covert? Right? Yeah. If you're trying to be covert, you're trying not to be. You know, you're, you're dodging. You're you're hiding behind things. You're talking to somebody. You maybe you're sending text messages. But this guy's just flat out out there. Yeah, and, and they're perfect shots. I mean, he had a really good camera person. Here's on one, of them. Here's one of them. We need to go into the capital. Into the capital. What? 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 No. Fed. 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 Tomorrow. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Fed posting? We need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. We are going to the Capitol. And he's back. There he is. problems are. It's that direction. It's a made for TV moment right there. All right, no, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get Is shot. arrest us all? Oh, but no? somebody did. When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up here. there? Yeah. You don't need to get when shot. When we go in? Arrest us all? When? And here it comes. Two seconds. And there it is. There it is. Just, there's so much coincidence, you know, with him being there, the things happen, the videos being on him.
So just so we're clear, there's video of him at the barricade saying, mm-hmm. hey, when we go in, don't bring this so you don't get don't get shot. shot. Then the official story we're supposed to believe is that he then went to the person who pushed the barricade down and told him, don't go in. But then two seconds later, he changed his mind again and he went in. Right. I mean, it's, it makes no sense. It makes no no sense. Like in a court of law, you're sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh. Sure. The only thing constant about this 48 hour period was that Ray Epps was going into the Capitol and he wanted as many people to follow him as possible. Mm -hmm. So no, when he whispers into someone's ear, two seconds before that, someone pushes down the barricade. It is reasonable to conclude that he told him to push down the barricade. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, Ray Epps. When every other moment you're on camera and, and able to be heard audible, you're saying rush the Capitol. You don't get to just say, oh, well, this was the one time I actually said to do the opposite. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. He spent days beforehand telling people to do this, Max. He he is actually acting as an insurrectionist. The very thing everybody else around him was busted for. Yeah. Right. But he's the one that was the worst. He's the one that most likely set all this stuff up. He's the one that did do it because, I mean, he, he was convicted of the crime. He got probation yeah. for it, right? He got $5,000. It's not like we're making stuff up about this. Oh, well, how much was he paid? That's the other thing. Like, if he well, was a federal never do such a thing, would he? If it was a federal asset, how much you want to bet he's getting a $5,000 bonus? How much you want Maybe bet? more, maybe less. Maybe it's just a comfy job somewhere. Maybe it's a book deal. Maybe it's just yeah. running security, you know, just sitting well, there. No, I mean, I mean as, as part of the government's oh, yeah. ability oh, oh, to oh. make it all go oh. away. Okay, oh. we're going to convict you. You're going to get probation. Just don't do anything illegal. And here's a yeah. $5,000 fine. Completely unrelated note, here's a $5,000 bonus. Right. For, for everything you did for the us. year. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Or, like, th- that's that's the cynic in me saying that that could have just sure. happened. Um. I can't help but laugh at him saying on camera, I don't even know if I want to say this, I'm going to get arrested for it. And then him being like one of the last ones charged Mm -hmm. so that he's the most forcefully, like adamantly pro storming the Capitol. But he was the last, like one of the last ones to be charged for it. Unreal. And not only that, he was charged back in September. So four months, that long? but between indictment uh-huh. and conviction was four months. When you have other January 6th are still in jail yeah. waiting for their trial date. They haven't even gotten a fair and speedy trial. They haven't been convicted. Wow. They're just sitting in jail with the government saying you're too dangerous to be released. So in those cases, the government has said there's too much footage. It, it, it would take too long. It's taken so long to go through all the footage. We had enough evidence to indict you, but we need more time to go through all the camera footage to convict you. But with Ray Epps, they didn't feel like that was a problem, even though it's the same logistical problem of having to go through thousands of hours of body camera and closed circuit TV and, and cell phone footage and yeah. news footage. It's the same problem. It just apparently doesn't exist for Ray Epps. Right, it's a convenient excuse to lock everyone up pre-trial forever for three years at least, but for Ray Epps, that problem apparently doesn't exist. Which again, it the bullshit detector goes off. Yeah, that's something that you would expect to see if a uh, if the government had to against their better judgment, right, indict their own source just to try and try and get the heat off of him. He was also was he also Oath Keepers? Yeah, he was. And we know that there were government assets that were infiltrating Oath Keepers. That yeah. we know. We don't know the names, yeah. but we know that. Which is, it's just crazy because there's all these coincidences that just keep popping up. What he, who he's related to, what he does for a living, where he was at those days, the things yeah. he was saying on social media, yeah. which was <laughs> the, 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 the countless number of witnesses around him. I mean, they were calling him fed to his face yeah. in the middle of it. People yeah. can feel it. Yeah. So, I happen to know a person who was down there on January 6th. Won't say their name just because, you know, um, they made a claim that they got up really early to go see the barriers where they couldn't, couldn't go. We're kind of Mm -hmm. setting up a plan. And then when they came back, they realized that all the barriers had been taken away. 
all of the fences were removed, you know, and they're in a kind of line of work where they see that kind of stuff and they're like, mm-hmm. man, this stinks. Something's up. Yeah. Right. And then they describe the, the wave when it started, it started happening in little pieces, like people are starting to instigate it and then others just follow. So who was instigating yeah. some of these runs, right? Who was out yeah. there trying to, to convince the crowd? Cause it's easy to get people are stupid, right? People oh, yeah. will just follow the crowd and they'll go right in. There was an opportunity to peacefully go in and demonstrate and they, they followed it. And then suddenly it becomes uh, the reason to prosecute. You've committed a crime, right? But if the government was at all related inside of creating those crimes when, when they're happening, that's then where, that's entrapment yeah. right be- that's why some of the people involved with the so-called plot to kidnap the michigan governor that's why some of them were actually acquitted i don't know if they all were acquitted but some of them yeah. were acquitted because they successfully argued that in this group of people conspiring to allegedly kidnap the governor most of the people in the group were feds or fed assets yeah. and they were the ones driving this and and these people were just going along for the ride no, people are like lemmings. They will follow, follow, follow. And um, yeah, no, it, it's the it other side of this is up. the other side of this is realize that the people who push down that barricade, right? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. You shouldn't do that. Shouldn't be doing any of it. But they had just lived through the summer of love where they watched people burn buildings to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then FBI officials, government officials coming out and giving press conferences that it was some kind of entitlement for them to do it, that they had legitimate rage sweeping under the rug. Now, if this had been Black Lives Matter supporters storming the Capitol, it would have been a non-story. It would have been their privilege to do so. Mm -hmm. Because how many other times have we seen liberals do commit the very crime that conservatives have been charged with? violent which is yeah. unlawful presence on the capitol trespassing mm-hmm. disrupting mm-hmm. an official government proceeding that's what code pink made its name mm-hmm. by doing walking into the capitol and disrupting official proceedings for the iraq war that's that's literally all that they did there you couldn't have a hearing in the house of the senate without code pink disrupting it and it was a revolving door they get mm-hmm. the slap on the wrist minimum and then they'd be right back in at the next hearing doing it again and Max, it normalized this kind of behavior when you mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, protest. So yeah. you see this happening all summer and then people go to the Capitol and, you know, they didn't quite start burning the buildings, but normalizing being able to walk in and have your voice heard, you know, if, if they're doing it and they're burning the building down, I should at least be able to walk down to the Capitol and, and heard have my voice heard. And it's like they, they normalized it to the point where they would try to allow one group to do it so they could force the other group out of hiding and yeah. then arrest them right yeah. and it's just it it's too conspiracy theory-ish but boy it kind of feels like it happened that way and we talked about that before yeah. a long time ago like that it was just an effort to normalize the behavior so you can pop people when you need it to and that I and there was also there's also the 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 sheer physics of it that people who rushed the capital or at the front of those lines could not have physically heard trump speak could yeah, not have yeah. been at a Trump speech. They wouldn't have made it on time. And the, logistically for cell coverage, odds are they had no cell service to watch yeah. it on their phone. So these were very, he was a mile and a half away. He might as well have been a hundred miles away in terms of his ability to deliver a message to these people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I was just thinking of a, a, a point here is that only Nancy Pelosi could have taken the fences down. She's the only one that had who the authority. Unlocked, who unlocked the electromagnetic locks? She's in control. As I understand it, she's in control of the Capitol Police, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at the time, she would have been in charge of it. So who gave the order to remove the barriers and let the people in then? Yeah. And then if that was the same person who let them in and they subsequently send the, you know, the entire executive wing after them, take them down, it makes you wonder, right? I mean, it it, mm-hmm. it smells of a really convenient way to, to oppress and, and and jail your opponents. And who pushed the button to turn off the electromagnetic locks? Because those things are impossible to get open without the power. You can't down. get. I mean, oh, they're hard, man. Yeah. They're really hard. They're that's as that's as fortified as it gets. Yeah, you would need to right? drive a tank through most of them. Someone pushed the button and opened the door, and then the police held the door open. 
And then we had all those deaths from it, right? Yeah, well, we had Ashley Babbitt. She was shot. A couple people died from yeah. being trampled or heart attacks. And then, and then Joe Biden attended their funerals. Uh, no, they didn't attend their funeral. They, oh, I'm, a I'm cop died. They oh. claimed that he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. But it turns Ooh. out he just went home later and had a stroke. Oh. Um, now, it's possible that the stress of the day contributed Maybe. to that. Sure. But that's a far cry from he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. And I remember I have a friend who lives in Massachusetts, kind of very liberal. And I remember him texting me when that story broke, asking, are you going to disavow these people yet, Max? Like, like, what's wrong with you people? And, and that's kind of the confirmation bias of the media can claim without evidence that Trump supporters beat a cop's head in with a fire extinguisher. Have you ever known any Trump supporter, any conservative who is anywhere close to as anti-cop as it would take to do that? No, no, but the left ran with it. The left believed it and the lie traveled all around the world before the truth had a chance to put on its boots. And uh, no, he wasn't killed by a fire extinguisher to the head. He uh-huh. died. Um, I think it was a stroke later in that day, later into the next day, um, which might be tied to the stress of the day. But he's a cop. Every day is, is at least a little bit stressful. Um. Yeah. To say that January Sixers uh, killed this cop because he had a stroke later that day or into the next day, Doesn't, it, it's know. it's not the cause and effect that that is anywhere near. Oh, he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. And with the confirmation bias, all they tell you is that they stormed it, but they also never. It took weeks before we saw people that were just walking through calmly and patiently to the house that they own, right? Yeah. It's the thing is this this belongs to the American people. I like this one, this politifact for Ray Epps. Ray Epps confessed to January 6th committee he orchestrated attack on the Capitol. Politifact reports that as mostly false. And the reason they're able to do that is because he didn't confess to this January 6th committee that he orchestrated it. The January 6th committee read his text message back to him where he confessed to his own family member that he orchestrated it. <laughs> That's brilliant. That At 2.12 so p.m., Epps Texas nephew writing, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. The committee said, help us understand this text. What did you mean by orchestrate? What did you orchestrate? And he says, what I meant by orchestrate, I help people get there. At that point, I didn't know that they were breaking into the Capitol. I didn't know windows had been broken. I didn't know anybody was in the Capitol. I so, didn't know anybody. That's a load of horseshit. They put so up the flag. They rate it as mostly false because he didn't confess to the, the committee that he orchestrated. He texted his nephew contemporaneously in real time. I orchestrated it. And then after the fact, when he could go to prison, if he said yes, of course he says no. Yeah. Right. He's but no. Admitting that he, he said he no. The whole thing. He said no. So that means that's the truth, Josh. Mm. That means that's the truth. But it gives you a wonderful little fact check that you can put out there and you can put a rebuttal in it that, you know, people will read and realize, oh, yeah, maybe this story isn't what I thought it was. I'll believe the propaganda. I just oh, you man. read that and you conclude, oh, the fact checker said he had nothing. He didn't orchestrate it, but it's very carefully written. Yeah, mostly false. He did not confess to the committee that he orchestrated. The committee questioned him about a text he sent to his nephew bragging about orchestrating it. He's bragging. He's telling his homies, like, yeah, I did this. Look at your TV. This is me. Here I am, like, railing on the fence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go. I mean, I didn't mean for them to to take down the fence, Your Honor. Thank you so much for only giving me a year's worth of probation and $5,000 fine. You see this one? What? Trump warns of bedlam declines to rule out violence after court hearing. So what do you think actually happened? Here, just a guess, because I haven't read this one yet. Uh, Trump said there would probably be bedlam if people didn't like vote for him and they might be violent on their own, right? Because nope. people do crazy things. That's 
or he, according to the headline, he's 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 telling people he's warning them that's going to be violence. He said there's going to be bedlam. He walked away. A reporter shouted after him, "Will you rule out violence?" He didn't answer the reporter as he was walking away. Might not have even heard him. That turns into a headline that he actively declined to rule out violence. Wow. Dude, all the... We say it all see the how they spin it? Headline news. That's all it is. Just headlines and then it's a spin. And then how many people get past the headline? They don't because there's so many headlines for them to digest now. You know, it's kind of sucks that the papers are gone because you actually had to read the paper to get through it, to get the gist it, of it, right? It never used to be this dishonest. No. It never, it no. never used to be. You never had, you would never have a reporter shout after someone, do you denounce violence? And when they, they're out of earshot, they can't hear you say, oh, well, you know what that means? He declined to rule out violence in the bedlam that he is encouraging. Like, it never used to be this bad. That's, that turns into a piece of evidence in court. Trump, right? This is what did you say this? And then he has to deny it, right? Yeah. With the presumption he actually said it. And it's the Washington Post, man. I mean, when's the last time that rag actually put out? I know, but that, that, that that's a lost. that's a bad one, right? That that's a oh yeah, this one's that's the that's not what thing, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. And but it's what they want it. They they want that to happen, and they want people to think that they hap that happened because they want people to believe a certain political narrative that Trump is actively fomenting violence. Right, plays right into the plan. Did you did you see uh, that the judge in New York did two things? One, Trump's mother in law died. They were close. He asked he asked for his uh, closing statements to be delayed a day or two so he could spend time with his grieving wife. The judge just flat out rejected rejected it. That is like as cut and dry of a request as it gets. Yeah. Like if, if you say I, I have a I have a loved one. Like if you say like my second cousin once removed mm -hmm. um died, it's gonna be hard to make that claim. But your mother in law, your wife's right. mother, yeah. um who she's very close to. That's supposed to be. I mean, there's no rule that says it has to, but generally it's okay. You, you get a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really sorry for your loss. Because if it was the judge's mother-in-law, you know that there'd be a continuance. You know that they'd stretch that oh, yeah. thing even further. Or if it was the prosecutor's mother-in-law, you know that they'd have a continuance. But no, the That's judge denied that. And the judge has also refused to let Trump uh, deliver his own closing statements, citing a part of the law that I don't think really applies. He's citing a part of law that says when a corporation has been sued um they have to have a lawyer but donald trump is being sued in his official capacity his individual capacity too it, it's really murky yeah but basically they he wanted to say okay yeah you can give your closing statements but you're not allowed to talk talk about this not allowed to talk about this 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 and trump's like well no I, i'm going to talk about the corrupt district attorney and a corrupt attorney general who just pro prosecuted me this is all witch hunt i'm gonna say that it says, no, you're not allowed to do that. Even though there's no jury. Like, if you're the yeah. judge, let Trump say what he wants to say. You you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. he's not he's not gonna prejudice a jury because there is no jury. There because the Trump way. lawyers accidentally checked the wrong box. And when they said and they went went back and said, Hey, we checked the wrong box, we actually want a jury trial. The judge said, Nope, it's in my my court now. Wow. There's so many things here that in any other case, if a lawyer said, Hey, you know what, Your Honor? Um we have so many cases around the country happening right now. It was a mistake. We meant to have a jury trial. Instead, we we checked the box for a bench trial. Um, we we like a a mea culpa. We'd like a do over on that. Mm. Um, more times than not, they get it if they if they're nice enough about it. Sure. They're not going to get it when the judge is over the moon excited about being able to decide Trump's fate, which you saw him do in the very beginning, declare him guilty without a trial. This mm -hmm. isn't the trial. All this has been mm -hmm. happening during sentencing. Mm -hmm. He's already been declared guilty. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. Insane that he just declared him guilty with no Trump experts being able to come up front and say, well, actually, the, 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 no, no, that. That's This is all coming sentencing. Um, it's bonkers. It's bonkers.
it's never happened before, really. I mean, I, there's so many certainly never first times. Presence. Yeah, there's no precedence in most of this stuff. There's so many first times happening, and it just shows you the level of corruption that that's there. Yeah, I mean, they're not even willing to recuse themselves because there, you know, there was there was things said before the trial even happened. So, you know, enough said that the judge should have recused themselves. Oh yeah, that his wife you know, their own is, personal is rapidly anti-Trump. Yeah. And yeah. listen, listen, like the sins of the father aren't necessarily sins of the son. Same with husband and wife. But yeah. it's not the recusal doesn't require you to prove. I, I feel like a broken record when I say this. Demanding that a judge recuse himself doesn't require you to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he's biased yeah. or that he's impossible, incapable of being impartial. All you need to prove is that everything going on creates the appearance of of impropriety creates the appearance of bias and then you're supposed to recruit yourself say hey you know what i know in my heart of hearts i can do this fairly but i can understand how people could look at the totality of the circumstances and conclude that when i share a bed with a woman who's on social media posting how excited she is that trump's going to go down that maybe i shouldn't be the one to take him down right maybe maybe that shouldn't happen and and when my law clerk is is a, a bit is a democrat donor not a big donor uh -huh. but she donates to the point that it breaks the rules of how much and how often you can donate maybe we're not the best tag team duo to decide the fate of the 45th president and soon to be 47th president of the united states maybe it should be someone else because we created the appearance of impropriety but no no just like what we saw with the uh, Secretary of State in Maine, he unilaterally declared, no, no, I'm not unbiased. You're all bigots. If you think I'm biased, I'm just going to do it. And then we've gotten nonstop, one after another, really questionable, really unfair, really cruel. Like, did you see, I, this wasn't on the agenda today, but did you see these these emails? The emails from the, from who? The from the judge. No, I haven't seen the emails. Uh, last I saw was the uh, lady in georgia who had had an oh, improper uh relationship and oh that, that's another one that. yeah that, 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 that she that hired one. she hired her yeah. her lover to work on the the to work on the the plan to get trump yeah and this is this is a real story yeah fanny, fanny willis hired her lover her mm. lover boy to work on the prosecutorial team to get trump and the lover boy is such a fucking idiot that the lover boy went to the uh, the Biden White House, met with Biden's team right before the indictment came down, and he was so dumb, he invoiced for the time. Yeah. That's how dumb he is. If you're going to travel to D.C. and meet with the Biden White House to conspire against Biden's opponent and try and lock him up, do it without invoicing for the trip. Right. I mean, they kept so much secret for so long. Yeah. It takes one, one stupid. Take one it on person. the chin. Take, right. Put it on the Amex. You know, right. pay it off over here. I don't. How? I, it can't be that be big of an expense. What are we talking? A flight from Georgia, Atlanta to DC, couple hundred bucks. Yeah, a few hundred stay, bucks in a hotel. Maybe it's, you have to stay the night or not. You know, this guy's asking for per diem. He's like, I need to be reimbursed. And that's how we know about it. That's how we know about it. Because we know that Biden doesn't keep the logs. No. They sweep the logs right. under the under the rug. But oh. yeah, no. So here's the emails. Um, yeah, yeah. From, from this. So you have, uh, this is the judge, Judge Angoran. Uh, as I've already indicated to you, if Mr. Trump wishes to speak pursuant to CPLR 321, you will have to tell me now that he will agree to the limitations I have imposed which go without saying and apply to everyone. And he will have to agree to do so tomorrow on the record, which should take no more than a minute or two. Wow. This is very unfair, Your Honor. You're not allowing President Trump, who has been wrongfully demeaned and belittled by an out-of-control, politically motivated Attorney General, to speak out about things that must be spoken about. Response. Dear Mr. Ke Mr. Keys, I won't debate this again. Take it or leave it now or never. You have until noon. Seven minutes from now, I will not grant any further extensions. Whew. And then, Whew. sure enough, 
afternoon, having not having heard from you by the third extension deadline new today, I assume that Mr. Trump will not agree to the reasonable, lawful limits that I have imposed as a precondition to giving a closing statement above and beyond those given by his attorneys, and that, therefore, he will not be speaking in court tomorrow. As previously indicated, this email chain will be docketed uh, to preserve your appellate rights. Now, I read that with a nice voice and a mean voice. Yeah. But I didn't read into it. I didn't read into it to get the meanness. The meanness is there. Not shown is the email where they asked for... see if I can find the email where they asked for the extension. (laughs) Wow, Um, he had a chip on his shoulder, man. You could just see it in the way he's writing that. Like, those are mean emails. Everybody's seen a mean email at work where you're trying to, like, really be mean but not be an overt jerk. But this is... I mean, that... When you throw in capital letters like letters like that and you're a judge, right? They carry weight too. That's the other thing. You know, if I if I yell at somebody in capital yeah. letters in an email, nobody gives a crap. But if a judge is saying stuff like that to you, yeah. right? And you have only and, one way to interpret it. They're yelling. And and also, like he's saying, I need to know now, and then we'll swear him in a pursuant to the rules tomorrow. And so you have seven minutes to talk to your client, explain everything to him. And come back with a response. And oh, by the way, it's the day that you just asked for the extension because his mother-in-law died. So not only does he have to still prepare, prepare, sorry, tomorrow, but you have to work all of this in. As the family's planning funeral arrangements, you have seven minutes. That There's an unreasonableness to that that would mm-hmm. not be in any other situation. You, you I, I don't think you'd see this in any other case. I just no. don't. No, there's, there's no way to convey the seriousness of that whole thing in seven minutes with your client. It, it just can't happen. I mean, you need yeah. time, right? Generally an hour. I would give at least an hour or until the next day, two hours before the if actual If you have court. to swear Trump in tomorrow anyway, pursuant to the, yeah. those rules, just yeah. say, come into court before you walk in. Yeah. Tell me if yes, we'll do the swearing in. If no, then you won't. Yeah. I mean, talk about like a control freak on it. Like, wow. It's just trying to wield that power, you know, and, yeah. and Trump's team obviously just didn't give a crap at that point. They were like, you know what? F you. Well, right? I, I think I think that he's we don't know what the actual limitations are, but the way he's setting up his email to defend his lawful limitations, mm-hmm. I bet you he probably said you're not allowed to say this is a witch hunt. You're not allowed to say mm-hmm. that that this was a political attack on you. You're not allowed to attack me. You're not allowed to attack my law clerk. You're mm-hmm. not allowed to mm-hmm. attack the attorney general. Even though she's able to go out in front of a camera and attack you, you're not allowed to attack her. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we didn't have a trial. So you're not allowed to talk about any of the merits of the case against you. You have to only, only uh, talk about the sentencing and what you think it should be sent is I, I imagine that's the shit sandwich that he put in front of him. Yeah. Admit to your guilt inside of the closing statement. So we can finish this thing and, and, and to set it up to set it up where yeah. if Trump ran afoul of those restrictions, he could hold him in contempt of court and lock his ass up. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that's the yeah. flip side of this court coin that if Donald Trump gets on that, uh, uh up in front of that courtroom and he says anything that's even slightly um, against what he was told not to say. We've already seen this, mm-hmm. that the judge finds him. The next step would be locking him up. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it was a trap. And and to see the media is already trying to spin it, that Donald Trump just didn't fill out the paperwork. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. Trying to ignore the totality of all of the... Uh, of all the circumstances. Have anything to say on this before we move to the illegal aliens? Yeah, they also kind of tried to spin it that his legal team didn't know what they were doing on top yeah. of it. I mean, they'll take shots everywhere. So they're willing to throw daggers at anything that's out there. Oh, yeah. You know, even though they're, they're protecting the AG there, they're protecting everybody on their side. The other side can just take constant shots at Trump, man. It, it, it is the most blatant slap in the face I've seen in a long time in the justice system. And again, when the, when the state does that to you, how do you recognize the authority of a state that is just actively trying to destroy you? You, you can't, you know, I don't know how long people are going to just deal with it, right? They're not going to. And I don't want that day to come, but if it comes, it has to come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll keep talking about this. Obviously, there's going to be the closing s- statements tomorrow. 
Um, I bet you this is probably going to be a situation where there's closing statements and the judge says, I've made up my mind already or makes up his mind very quickly. I don't need to deliberate. You're guilty. You lose everything. Um, Before we run out of time, let's switch over to this story, which is bonkers out of New York City, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. New York City. There is a high school that is closed today because illegal aliens need somewhere to sleep. And the city had originally planned to let them sleep in a field. But surprising no one, January weather in New York City didn't cooperate with that plan for a tent city. It's kind of like in Chicago. They said, yeah, we're all going to live in tents, have you live in tent cities. That didn't work in Chicago with lake effect snow and temperatures below zero and wind chill. Yeah, very obviously not going to work. So now the illegal aliens in Chicago are living in O'Hare Airport. They have closed down areas of O'Hare Airport, specifically baggage claim areas. And they have fenced them off and people are just living. Illegal aliens, the migrants, illegal aliens are living in the airport. And oh, by the way, there was just a scabies outbreak in the airport. Oh, my God. How much would that suck? to travel through O'Hare International Airport and get scabies. No, it's not like a, it's not like a dead. I mean, it could get really it's deadly just, if you yeah, didn't it's treat it. It's, it's like mites on your skin, but to get a very treatable, very preventable disease, all because they have illegal aliens living in the airport. Might as well throw in some tuberculosis while yeah, we're at yeah, it. Yeah. Let's have a little, go, you know? yeah, a little bit of whooping cough, right, some distemper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah, all everything, every a little polio. Let's get polio. Let's do some polio. Let's do we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna do it. Max, think you know, for a moment I thought to myself, they're willing to kick kids out of a high school to 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 house people who have broken the law to get here and who care nothing for the United States. Keep talking, I'll I'll let the video play while you talk. So they're willing to make sure that you've got a new cohort of kids who've already been screwed by COVID, right? Who've been screwed by COVID because they had to learn from home, which we know is detrimental to them. They are all behind at that cohort. They're going to face it again. They have to fight through at-home learning. They have to fight through not making friends. They have to fight through the depression. They have to fight through the suicides. They have to fight through yeah. all those things because somebody in New York has said, you know what? A bunch of illegal immigrants are more important than your children. So this is I the video. The this, this is the video. I turned the volume a little bit. They're getting shouted down. How long is that? This woman, this woman's got some fire. Let's listen to her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Taking over my kid's school. I believe she then asked how long he's staying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I think she does here. Tonight, huh? How long you staying? She's delicious. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, this is the this is the notification that went out. Attention, please. Tomorrow, Wednesday, January 10th, all classes will be remote. Please log in to your teacher's Google Classrooms for your required assignments. The completion of your assignments will dictate your attendance for the day. Teachers will be available via Zoom if requested prior by email. So they're not even getting teachers today. And how how do you request it prior when they have a day's notice? This wasn't like... They weren't notified weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no, there, I, I'd venture to say most kids are ha- not going to talk to a teacher today. No. And whether or and not what, they do the assignments is how they will be judged on attendance. Max, most of these kids are at home and they're in one parent households. Who's going yeah. to hold their feet to the fire to do their work? And the answer yeah. is nobody, which means they're going to be behind again. Mm-hmm. Imagine two years worth and i think this will last a whole year max we are going to see like schools be filled in new york because it's a pain point right it's a pain point that the the governor and the mayor can start leveraging against the the feds saying do something about it i don't think every school 
See this picture? Okay, okay. What do you think is unique about James Madison High School in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn? What do you think is unique? Uh, was, is it a it's a red school. Oh! I was thinking like socioeconomic. I was no, thinking the like area around it is generally red. Now, there's some pockets of blue, but this is a school that is in a red area. So they didn't have them go to Malcolm X Memorial High School or Martin Luther King Memorial High School or Rosa Parks Memorial High School. They went to the red area of New York City and they say, your kids have to stay at home. We're going to put all the illegal aliens in your school. So it, even here, it reeks of politics. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the place. schools, out of all of the schools, all of the P.S., you know, the PS school, like you hear PS 115, there's triple digit P public schools in New York, right? There's wow. not even before digits out of all of the ones that they could choose from. They pick probably one of the only ones that's in a red pocket. Um, and it, it's not just the learning, right? They had to cancel the school dance. Now that's the travesty because there's well, like. You can joke about it, but this is emotional learning. This is yeah. social learning, right? You bet it is. This uh, is where I, you find, like you dance with somebody for the yeah, first time. Right? Yeah. You start going through pitching woo, you know, yeah, you, trying you, to find somebody. You get, you get your first kiss on the cheek. Right? Yeah. I mean, like these are milestones. These are milestones yeah, I mean, that that probably will last with these kids longer than whatever they learned in language arts on that particular day, right? Oh so they canceled that, but yeah, no, it's in a red. It's in a red area. I'm not making that up. This is the 2020 election, a red area. Whereas it's exactly, it's right here. We don't have to make it up. They're doing it's it. It's right around here. So it's, it's, these are Republican kids. And, and so the flip side of it is you talk about the parents, single parent homes. I'd venture to say these are probably not all single parent homes, though that might be unfair to assume that yeah. by voting pattern. But there's um, a lot out there. Whether it's a single parent home or a multi parent home, there's really two choices. Either this is a family that already has someone who stays at home and they're one of the lucky ones, or one of the parents either had to pay for childcare or had to call out from work to stay home mm -hmm. for this day. Yeah. Or work remotely. So what this actually is, is an attempt to shift the financial burden rather than, the city that's predominantly Democrat being forced to pay out of pocket to put these illegal aliens in hotel rooms. It's much more palatable for the Democrat politicians to force the Republican parents to take money out of their own pockets to foot the bill for their own child's care. See? So instead of the state paying for the housing, though they will work it, that they're, they use so much electricity, whatever, they're not paying for hotel rooms, they're putting them in a gymnasium the 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 primary like money leaving people's pockets it's coming out of the parents it's gonna spread max but yeah think about the the slaps in the face right already you get slapped in the face because your kids can't go to school you get slapped in the face because you may or may not have to stay home in fact have you seen the cost of child care when you don't have someone yeah. staying home yeah i know somebody that works a full-time job just to pay for their child care yeah. right yeah, that's insane. That's part of the reason we left Colorado. I can imagine what it costs in New York for childcare. It's got to be outrageous yeah. if you have it, or you've got to work from home. But those kids are at home alone. How many suicides happened in COVID when kids couldn't go to school because they lost out on their first dance, because they lost out on going to the gym, they lost out on sports. Think about all the kids who can't play a sport now or practice their sport at that high school. A sport that might get them into college and pay for college now is gone. Like they are losing opportunities that, yeah. that can't be measured here, right? They're losing things that you, you can't quantify until 10 years down the road when it's a disaster. This is the cost of daycare in Denver, Colorado. Between $458, that's not daycare. Yeah, yeah. Between four fifty eight and twenty three seventy one, that's like, like brick and mortar daycares that are licensed, bonded, insured. Yeah. That's in the fifteen hundred to twenty three hundred dollar range. Mm -hmm. When me and my wife were like, we had our first child, we knew we wanted a second child. 
we're looking around saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. two kids in childcare would cost a monthly salary. <laughs> and so at that point you say, what's, why would someone go to work just to pay for someone else to raise the kids? And have no money left over, right? So we moved to we moved to Texas, and it's gotten a little bit more expensive now. But I think we pay for two kids. Um, I think we're paying under a thousand dollars for for kindergarten, kindergarten plus daycare for my youngest, under a thousand dollars combined. And now the day the kindergarten takes up the bulk of it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because it's a it's it's a private kindergarten, and he has aftercare, and now he wants to do art class, which is gonna be more, but that's great. He he loves drawing. Um, two kids, a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars a kid, versus there twenty three hundred dollars. It's a no brainer, right? Yeah. And we lived in yeah. Castle Pines, in, in Castle Rock, so that was even more than Denver. It was like three grand for the nice, the nice, uh, private oh, yeah. kindergarten, oh, yeah. private preschool. Um, but here's the funny thing. I was, I was telling you this, Anthony Fauci just testified before the house COVID panel that he's quote, not convinced and quote, kids suffered learning loss due to pandemic school closures. That's to totally false. Where are the fact checkers on this one? There is an entire cohort of children that are behind in math, reading and science, Max, not just far behind, but like leaps. And yeah. like leaps behind other people, kids. It, 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 and now they're going to get smacked with it twice. Imagine being that group of kids. Here what? is um, a journal article published in uh, the NIH National Library of Medicine. Um, this is the International Journal of Educational Development, sounds like. Headline is Effects of remote learning during COVID-19 lockdown on children's learning abilities and school performance, a systematic review. Overall, academic performance was negatively affected by the COVID-19 lockdowns with lower scores in standardized tests in the main domains compared to previous years. Ac academic, motivational, and socio-emotional factors contributed to lower performance. This is oh, as non-controversial as a take as it gets. Yeah, Kicking the kids out of school hurt them educationally, socially, motivationally, as non-controversial as it gets. And yet Anthony Fauci says he's not convinced. I don't think that me telling everyone to shut down the schools was harmful. Follow the science. Follow the science, but not Follow science. But not uh but not this science. No, no not no. that not that's, that science. That's not my science. It's not my science. Not, not, no, I, I can never I'm backwards. Not yeah, that science. Not, yeah, wait, not yeah, that science. That's not the science. <laughs> No, no, I'm the science. Crazy. I'm and the people, science. And the thing, Max, that's that is a, a headline people will see and believe, right? Yeah. And then they'll use that in the cycle, right? These kids are gonna be fine. She agreed yeah. that they're they're gonna be okay. But Max, the, think about all the tax dollars, those areas in just food alone, because if they're using the uh if they're using the gymnasium, they're probably getting the cafeteria, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The and they're most likely using the, the showers. But they're you know, gonna say, "Oh, we had cafeteria food anyway; it was gonna go bad, so we just gave it to them." Well, well, no, no; those budgets are made every year, I know, I and know, they, they 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 have the food that. deliveries done. That's uh, that's not true. Oh, oh you know, we, because... we we did this test. When we did this coverage when we saw in Chicago just how much the nurses were getting paid. Yeah, paid like ten grand a week. Yeah, and imagine, yeah, you've got to take in staff in there. And you have to supply some sort of medical because you're dealing with populations that are full of tuberculosis, scabies, yeah. polio, HIV. Like you would be shocked at the number of people in Mexico with HIV in, in at-risk populations, yeah. right? And those are the ones crossing the border. Yeah, There's this old, old thing in anthropology. One of my professors used to tell me, Jack, he would always say, there are diseases out there that the modern world will never see until you open your borders up. And then it all returns because there has to be a barrier between the first and third world because of health, right? And it's just how economies and, and social status and socioeconomic status push bubbles out, right? There's a certain bubble of health and that your bubble of health is getting smaller and smaller and smaller until there is no bubble of health left, right? Yeah. There's not even going to be enough people to 
to to supply just healthcare, let alone education, let alone services, let alone you name yeah. it, right? Everything is strained. And I, the, the one piece that really pissed me off is they dropped it right in a red district, man. Like that is just, mm, that's like taking the knife and just, mm, yeah. just turning that one in there. But you're not seeing that. that. You're not seeing that reported, are you? I had to do a little bit of digging. Person to mention it. Other people are talking about it, but I had to do a little bit digging to verify it, and and sure enough, holy crap! Man, that's it is. uh, It's low, but yeah, and and you're right in terms of like the open borders bit. The United States declared that we had eradicated measles, and we did. We had eradicated measles. Now that was largely from vaccinations, which lots of people. I mean, I'm personally myself, I'm vaccine injured myself. I um, can't take um, uh, the tetanus shot. Tetanus shot makes me break out in rash. I get rashes all over my arms, all over Mm -hmm. my legs, all over my feet. It's uh, erythema multiform minor. So I don't have an active tetanus shot. I don't. I haven't gotten a tetanus shot since I was in college. So God forbid I ever step on a rusty nail. The first thing that I'm doing is I'm getting a tetanus shot because I'll take the bumps over dying from tetanus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. So there are adverse effects of vaccines, absolutely. But in terms of measles, measles can make you go, what, blind? It can kill you. Like measles. It travels down to your gonads if you're not careful, right? There, There are entire sections of graveyards devoted exclusively by by that time frame to people who've died in measles outbreaks of entire families who have been knocked out by measles so for all of the adverse effects absolutely they exist the benefit of eradicating measles as a society is better right i mean like it's terrible when people have adverse effects and we need to help them and they deserve their compensation for it absolutely but if the alternative is having measles running around rampant in our communities, that's not preferable. All of a sudden nowadays, though, we're seeing measles coming back. We're seeing yeah. measles coming back in places like Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. Where they, they where they have not only large immigrant populations, but also large amounts of opt-outs for this vaccine. So you have people bringing it in into the country. Mm-hmm. Measles isn't here just naturally. When measles comes, it comes from outside the country. So when you have open borders, I mean, they they have outbreaks in. The, this is a whole chapter of my next book coming out. Mm-hmm. The, tracking outbreaks in these DHS migrant uh, illegal alien detention facilities, they have outbreaks, and the outbreaks spread beyond the facilities. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Now, there's a reason why if you go to the Denver General Hospital, they have signs on the wall that say cover your mouth because tuberculosis yeah. is a real thing. There are tuberculosis cases showing yeah. up that they have not seen before that are considered super bugs. Yeah. Right. That that was not here before. Yeah. And I want to know how many people got on an airplane. Yeah. And flew with that's these the diseases. really that's the really in my book. I, I talk about um, Ebola as like the terrifying one. Because yeah. the incubation period for Ebola, I believe, can be up to 21 days. So it's technically feasible for someone to contract Ebola, fly to Central or South America, and get in one of these migrant convoys, spread it, or reach the U.S. border themselves inside yeah. of that incubation period. And God, thank God it hasn't happened, right? But mm. we have we, we have really good abilities to monitor for Ebola at airports right mm-hmm. at, at official ports of entry when you have it if you it, god forbid you ever got it in one of these migrant caravans um it would then it's be at your local subway yeah right it's right outside at the bus stop you know you could be holding the the bar on the bus or the tram and if there was fluid yeah. left over yeah. by somebody you could just be too close to them and, and it's terrifying it, dude it's and like, uh, and like, listen, the Ellis Island bit where if people came and they had conjunctivitis, like pink eye, they were kicked out of the country. That was too strict. Right. But there has to be a healthy medium between catch and release. We're not going to check you for anything and quarantining and, and, and actual health examinations. But no, and, and that's the scary part about, that's the other scary part beyond the kids losing learning opportunities, parents having to pay for all, 
all of this. Um, are they going to clean? How, how are they going to clean this school? How are they mm-hmm. going to clean these gymnasiums? You talked about the shower. How are they right. going to clean these showers? Because when there were scabies in the O'Hare airport, they had to shut down that area and they had to yeah. fumigate it. Right. It's it's a process. Yeah. Imagine having to fumigate a whole school. Yeah. And that's assuming that stuff doesn't happen in there like fires yeah. or people just doing stupid stuff. And then naturally you always, if there's nowhere place for these people to work, they're going to go find a way to make money on some, in some level, Max, we know. And then there could be, it's just going to spread too. Imagine all the schools that it's going to start hitting. It's only going to, you know, it, the last schools I'll put, I'll put them in will be the the deep dims areas, but sooner oh, yeah, or later yeah, yeah. they're going to do the it. La- right? The so last place they'll really shut down it. is Malcolm X Memorial High School. Yeah. Um, wow. Did you see this one? Two more suspects arrested in migrant stabbing death at the Randall's Island shelter. No. This is happening. And so the yeah. community is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Every time you build one of these migrant little communities, migrant communities, there's stabbings, there's murders, there's crime. And, and now you're bringing them into the school? Yeah. And you know they're not just going to be locked down. They're not. It's not a prison. They're free to leave the school if they want and walk around. Did they have a weapon mm-hmm. in a school? Because if I had a weapon in a school zone, mm-hmm. that's a yeah. felony, I think. Well, that, the state that, that, was the, that was This one wasn't a school. This was in one of their outdoor tent cities. But still, how many people do you think are in the school right oh, now? Yeah. I still have like a knife on them. And it's how many, probably... Yeah. How many knives? Yeah. How many knives? Yeah, how many guns? Because yeah. what are, are they getting actively padded down? No, we you know, watch them. We watch them walk in. Yeah. Instead of getting padded down, they're getting rounds of applause. It's so and sick. Next, and some of these migrant stations, I've heard that it has been less than like oh my gosh, my phone. That they spend less than twenty minutes at some of these areas before they're given a ticket to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've heard as long as eight hours, but I've heard of people like coming over the border, being handed paperwork to go somewhere yeah. and they go. Well, thank That's... thank, thank God for Greg Abbott. It's cost Texas a hundred million dollars to send buses of illegal aliens to these cities. And that's a lot of money, but you know how much we'd have to spend if we weren't busing them out. New York City's complaining about having to spend billions of dollars. They're not mad that someone has to spend billions of dollars. They're mad that they have to spend billions of dollars and they'd be more than happy to force Alabama, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. Texas to, to Mm -hmm. make the, to spend it just like they're more than happy to force the red school district to have to house the illegal aliens, right? They're only mad that the blue cities and the blue States have to spend. If they could snap their fingers and pass that cost along to to Texas, they do it in a heartbeat and they're Mm -hmm. mad that we're doing it to them. Mm -hmm. That's the only time it became a problem, right? Texas yeah. have been facing this since the 80s, almost 90s is really when it starts to take off. And, and did anybody do anything about it? Did yeah. they get help from anybody? There's a there's a court case. It'll be in my book and you'll have, I'll have to read it. Um, when Texas complained and said this is too much money to have to provide education for these kids, Supreme Court said it's not that much money. You can, you can handle it. And it's better for society to have educated children. So you just have to eat the cost. That was back then. And now the costs have risen to billions of dollars a year. Who pays? Where does government get its money? People. The taxpayers. So it's not costing government anything. It's costing you everything. I did love, we'll end it on this. I did love the mayor of Detroit had this big plan last year to take a a thousand homeless people off the street, as we've talked about, put them in the, in the housing, um, and instead of that happening, a lot of that money went towards the illegal aliens. Yep. They still they still claim victory. They still got a thousand people off the street. It just wasn't the Americans. It wasn't the disabled homeless veterans that they had promised. It happened to be the illegal aliens from Ecuador and Honduras and Nicaragua. So yay! Mission accomplished. Yay. <laughs> it's disgusting. I yeah, thought this and, was going to be your happy show today. I know. We still have to do the happy show. Because I was, you know, I'm texting this morning, but I woke up, man, and I just, everything I felt wrong. And like, jo- jo- Josh woke up and sent me a text like it was Mandela effect. The world just feels wrong. It's it like does. he woke up on a different earth. It, it does. That's the yeah. best way to put it, man. Like I woke up today and it's just, it's just not the America I love. I, 
It's like those shows people go to alternate dimensions and mm. they look at the stoplight and red means go and green means stop. And it's like, whoa. It's like one of those feelings. Well, um, they check to see if the Bengals had ever won a Super Bowl and they're still like <laughs> 0 for 2. So Here, Here's the thing. In every, in every universe in the multiverse, the Jets have not won a Super Bowl since Joe Namath. <laughs> so so that, that rough, I couldn't dude. I couldn't use that test. I couldn't use that test because they're pathetic. Mm. Uh, but that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Links in the description. Um, we go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Rumble, YouTube, Twitter. Um, so check that out. Or subscribe to the audio edition of the podcast. It's very helpful as we prove out numbers. You can listen to the show if you can't watch it live. Bandwidth limitations. You can listen as you go to and from work or on car trips or whatever. We try and make it as audio friendly as possible. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerly. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. See you next time. See you.